and welcome to another episode of the Sports Council Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and I'm joined by Gab, G, and Bryant for this episode of the show. Week one is over, which means it's time to overreact to every game this week. We'll sift through the overreactions and tell you whether you need to panic or chill with these week one narratives. Plus, we'll give you our week two starts and sits, recap the listener league, and help answer your fantasy football questions. Today is September 13th, 2022, and this is the 72nd episode of the show. We are officially back into the NFL season, guys. A terrible week. What a beautiful (laughs) week. I just thought everybody had so much great offense out there. Oh, yeah. You sure about that? Flurry. Oh, God. Transcendent offenses on the field. Especially that Bears and Niners game. single team. Whatever, dude. Screw the Steelers, dude. They suck. Okay, the Bengals. They were uh, Joe Burrow. Was, he didn't have his uh, weekly like morning cigar. Okay, dude. It is what it is. Oh, and interesting. Is there, are you using that to justify your performance out there, Gav? Oh, dude. Listen, I already said we were gonna be trash. Like, no, I put but it you out go there. Their ass. I put it out there. Okay, so you can't use it against me. You know. No, I am. You guys suck. No, no, no. You can't, though. You said the Steelers were going to be good, but, you know. We're 1-0. Oh. Well, look, dude. Anyone look can go 1-0 oh on a given Sunday, but. Not you, you guys. TJ Watt. <laughs> I said any given Sunday, like, and I said anyone can. We're anyone not can anyone. without TJ Watt. But clearly, like, you guys we're not just anyone. Cannot. We're the Patriots, okay, dude? Listen, chill down. Let's, you guys. let's save Let's save this trash talk. I know you guys face each other in week two on the field, the Patriots Steelers, but you know, uh, we'll we'll probably talk about that matchup soon. I have a congratulations feeling. on your dub. I don't think he was talking right, to you, Matt. Yeah. Don't worry about it. No, I was I was talking to you, G. Congratulations. I concede. Aw, thanks, man. <laughs> Either way, we are gonna recap the listener league here. For those of you who are not aware, during the fantasy football season, we do have a listener league where we play up against the listeners and we recap the results each time uh, we face off. So this is the week one report. I'll be covering this one this time. And the first matchup we have here, we have the newcomer SEC Slugs um, beats Kareem Pies, Cassie. 168.3 to 142.1. This is a good time to remind everybody who is listening that we do not condone any of the names on Sports <laughs> Council League. But either way, big victory for the SEC Slugs, who was previously mocked in our draft for taking Patrick Mahomes in the first round. Oh, was this the guy? Holy crap. Yeah, I mean... Wow. Oh my God. Devonta fast, Smith, huh? Devontae Smith, Smith even got zero points. That's crazy. <laughs> Because he, got really had to go throw five. <laughs> he had A.G. Brown, Patrick Mahomes, and Jamar Chase, all of which had big weeks. Gibson also had 20 points. So, big ups. You, you know how there's that one player that always pops off week one and never projects the same thing ever again? Patrick Mahomes, welcome to your ceiling. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. All right. All right. Let's what go, to the, <laughs> let's go no, to the second swear. matchup you, here. Sammy Watson. Uh, the Massage Parlors, Nando. Who could not make it today? When one one thirty four to one thirteen against uh, King Midi twenty twenty three. So, oh man, he should have lost just based off a of name alone. Jesus, he. I remember Nando was complaining that he has zero running backs yet again, and maybe that's true because he has Alvin Kamara and Travis Etienne, neither of which scored double digits. <laughs> I, guess you, I guess you don't need it when you got receivers, right? 
He's got one receiver who saved it. <laughs> I think it was more just a poor performance on the other side <laughs> who he was going against. Let's be real. The studs showed out this week, and none of like the regulars did anything. So sad. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. A lot of the big names on Midi's team, like Debo with 12, King Henry with 8, Matthew Stafford with 10. Can't really win like that, can you? No. He has Henry? Oh, man. Poor Tough. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next we have... There's regression. We got Dylan here, and whose team name I Hate Westworld, losing to Robbie two times, or the nickname Go Pantars, 143-108. to 108. Uh, Dylan, really disappointing, honestly. Starting strong for our <laughs> for our league champion. Yeah. Sheesh. He had two points from the infamous Allen Robinson performance and three points from Kyle Pitts. He barely got over 100. And he was supposed to be the kicker this guru, isn't... but Nick Folk only scored one point, so that was a very odd. Look, we let him down. We let him down. I'm sorry, Dylan. We let you down on that one, bro. Yeah, Rob's team, or go Panthers, was um, pretty... Pretty he good. got lucky. A lot of different positions. You got 23 from Herbert, 15 from McCaffrey, 22 from CEH, 18 from Tyreek, 22 from Mike T. Or, and he's just like, wow, it's a pretty good average Simple. week from everybody. So can't really complain there, right? CEH God, will never do that again, dude. Come on now. Let's not, <laughs> let's not cap, okay? Sensing Jesus. a theme here. Sensing a theme here. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we got one of the, high, the highest scorer, I think, in the uh, league this week. Jahan Jobs, please. I don't really get the name, Gav, but whatever. Beating it's just you know, it's just shot in the dark. <laughs> beating Untraced Unicorns, one sixty five to one oh six. Jesus, sixty point blowout. Yeah. How about you it's, talk about this it's, one, it's, Gav? It's McNasty, bro. Look, I put all my cards on Saquon Barkley and it paid out, dude. Chi cha ching. He's dude, that, that two point conversion goes hard, dude. I love it. I love the Giants right now. Um, yo, and I'll, I will, I'll give credit where credit's due. Pittsburgh Steelers really pulling through for me. Thank you, G. Per usual. Yeah, absolute word Jeez. I can't use on this podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I have the D- Steelers defense like I should have, like no one else would have took them other than this fucking... Degenerate? Fuck. <laughs> and tell, tell me I would have had the Steelers defense, and I wouldn't have the Packers defense. I would have won this week. Whisper, whisper sweet liquid into my ear, bruh. Thank oh, you. Fuck. <laughs> And then I had Swift popping off. Dude, I, I had I chose this draft was so good. The only thing is that my receivers suck, dude. Cortland Sutton. I mean, he's obviously Russell's top priority. Like no, well, I don't know. Jerry G looks pretty strong. It's it's uh I'm scared because I don't think I could replicate this. I'll be honest with you. Damn. Just like the Steelers. No faith. It's okay, man. You got Dotson on your bench, dude. Just start. Jahan Dotson. Oh, is that is that why? Okay, now I get it. Kind of, oh, oh, kinda. oh, is it? Jahan. Ah, you get it now. Yeah, yeah dude. Okay. And I had James the Flame sit on the bench too. <sighs> Respect, big dog. Damn I could have I could have showed up and showed out, dude. That Let's hurts. be real. That hurts. Okay. Next we got Ugly Kid, McYoung Boy, our previous, you know, listener extraordinaire. Uh, his new name is Mr. Massage and the Big Steppers. <laughs> <laughs> and, Ka- and Cam and Cameron Newton writing. Okay. Yes, it's in some kind of very odd wingdings formatting. Um, not gonna. I, I want to question how he got that because I don't actually know how he 
how you find that, but whatever, you know. Uh, he beats our residential USC stand uh, with a score of 163 to 108. Basically, he just obliterates. Yeah. Jesus. It was not a good week for the team. The Dak Prescott dream is long and gone already. <laughs> Eckler and Jones had didn't show out. Jones might have lost his job to Dylan at this point. Wide receivers did all right. Was Michael Pittman leading the charge? Right, my dude. top scorer. Everything else was just bad. Elijah Mitchell got hurt. Um, God, dude, got you got it ugly this week. I know. Alan Lazard out, bruh. Put him in last second. It's okay. It's time to ride Kirk Cousins for the rest of the season now. Get that 250 yards, two touchdowns every game for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> and also bring back Jake, Drake London. He looks like he's recovered from his injury. He did pretty well, so time to start him too. All right, all right. Confidence. I mean, I don't think there's really anything you could do when you get dropped 163. So you know, oh, there's there was no way I could have done anything at this point. <laughs> okay, that brings us to the final and best matchup I think of the week. It was you know my team, Team Ratatouille versus the House of Cook. Interesting about the House of Cook because you know Thursday <laughs> night, the House of Cook fell by one. Um, G, why don't you talk about that for a second? So, yeah, I mean, as you guys know, there was a pair of brothers in the league named Dalvin Cook and uh, James Cook. Well, while James Cook was playing Thursday <laughs> night, um, the house had to uh, let loose of some extra fat. <laughs> and we had to cut James Cook. Mid-game. Mid-game with a photo. He was not playing well. And, uh, you know, he could have played better. And I think he knows that. And once he starts playing better... The House of Cook will warmly bring him back in. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's soon for the sake of the house. But <laughs> we had to cut him. And, you know, we still lost. I would, I would like to remind you that Kareem Hunt also fit, uh, fumbled his first carry of the season, of his career. So, you know. Of his career? Yeah, so I don't know, man. Oh, Rage Everyone dropping. had sticky butterfingers, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I should have won the- this week. <laughs> yep. Um, I did beat G with a score of 119 to 110. I was down before the Monday night football game, but then Javante Williams racked up 19 points just based off of 11 receptions. So, um, See, this is why we I don't mean, play PPR. Yeah, that's why I don't like PPR, because if I lost like that, I would fucking kill myself. But, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> we played yeah, he had Cole Komet with mad. zero points. Yeah, I would be mad, but then, like, in every other moment of my leagues, I have Javante Williams, so, like, uh, it evens out it evens out it evens yeah. out exactly no i thought i think this is this is kind of like we brought two wooden knives to a gunfight and we <laughs> kind of had the lowest scores basically mm-hmm. you know so but i think there's a i think more modern turn of this would be uh we had a mid-off yeah <laughs> a mid-off as the kids say these days <laughs> as the youngins yeah but notch one victory up for team rat and you know we so that's our scores Half of us won, half of us lost. We move on to next week. GG go next. On to Cincinnati. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about that Denver game, first of all. It just happened from our perspective on Monday night. And, I mean, I don't know how many of you guys (sighs) watched it, but that was just... It made me want to attract my Super Bowl pick instantly, like when I saw that going down. You can't, you can't, dude. I, we already knew that it's the first year, you know. They didn't start. They didn't play any of their starters preseason, you know. They didn't get to like mold together practice. Just, yeah, practice. So they just need to, you know, give it time. 
we already said, me and G said at least, that they were going to be trash like the first couple weeks. But at the end of the season, they're going to be like the best team. What I'm not concerned about yeah. is the lack of preseason reps. I mean, obviously that's bad and you should have done that. Like, there's a lot changing. You got a new quarterback, you got a new coach. You kind of have to, you know, practice a little bit on the field. So I didn't really get why, you know, I'm always a big believer in using those uh, preseason reps. But what I didn't like is that, you know, for those of you who are unaware, um, it was 50 seconds left and it was <laughs> fourth and five. And basically... They, Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach, let the clock run all the way down. Uh, they got set up for a play with like five seconds, which kept happening. I don't know why. When you're in Seattle, know, you need no, to know better. You. Like you got to get the play in like a little I'm bit earlier. I'm telling you, they're not cohesive yet. Yeah. No, but it's, it's just, just like that's early. a basic thing. Like, And then all of a sudden, no. they call timeout with like one second left, 20 seconds. Like you could have called timeout to start the like right before the clock started again. But no, they call it right at the end, 20 seconds left. Nathaniel Hackett then says, hey, let's kick a 64-yard field goal instead of giving the ball to Russell Wilson to try and convert a fourth and five. Hmm. He see Okay, and then he sees the first one. They ice the kicker. He sees the first one go wide, you know, right, whatever, right? And then he's like, okay, I seen the first one go wide, right? Let's line up. Let's do it again, right? And then (laughs) guess what happens? It goes wide, right again. Like... It's not that. It was kind of close, actually. I I think it was kind of close. Yeah, I don't. And look, it's <laughs> McManus, dude. That guy's a freaking. He's kind of like a a goat, dude. I was watching the uh, Manning cast at the time, and Shannon Sharp is on, and basically when they were seeing like the whole thing play out. Like Peyton's like, oh, I think they're gonna try to kick a field goal, and then like Shannon Sharp's like, try to kick what? Try to kick what? <laughs> kick, kick what? <laughs> oh, dude. Oh man. We're so and confused, Peyton, man. Peyton Manning was like, please, please call a timeout. Call a yeah, timeout. it just didn't make any sense. It really just didn't. Like, <sighs> that's what I don't like. I like. I'm worried that that was like the one little doubt in my mind that I didn't express on the predictions episode is that you know it's a new coaching staff, so. You know, we saw with the other two Super Bowl teams with the new quarterback, they had an established coaching staff already. And Nathaniel Hackett, I don't know, man. I don't know if he's it because that was one of the dumbest coaching decisions I've ever seen. And you don't need to be a first-time head coach to know these things. I know, like, you know, give the ball to Russell Wilson. Like, what are these coaches thinking? Like, they always look at Russell Wilson and they just say, okay, let's take the ball as out of his hands as much as possible. Like, what is he doing to make that happen? They just have enough trust yet, dude. I'm telling you. And listen, dude, I really don't think the Broncos lose. Like, oh my god, they, the 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 f- penalties were absurd, bruh, for the the Broncos. Yeah. So, like the Seahawks were getting first downs on every play only because of um, only because of penalties. Yeah, but they so were like stupid. justified. Yeah. They were like justified, I, right? No, dude, they were kind of like nah. iffy, bruh. You're a lot of uh, what is the word? Uh, they were like wimpy. Delay of games. There was some oh, yeah, uh, offsides, stuff like that. And I, I mean, I want to just reiterate the point of the bad coaching. You know, um, that can kill any team, and you know, I don't want that to be the ending of this team. Is that their coach Nathaniel Hackett was never the the coach you know that it was supposed to be in a sense. Um, I, you know, I don't think the clock management was the poorest part about it because if you really think about like Gav said, like all the penalties, that's my thing more of a concern because that's like undisciplined team and bad coaching like you see in Dallas with Mike McCarthy. And that's just 
the same to me. I see like there's a lot of bad coaching there. And when you don't have a coach who's, you know, who has the team disciplined and at least avoiding delay of games. And I honestly, I understand that the crowd was very loud last night, but at the end of the day, you got to be able to line up and get a play out, get your quarterback to communicate it to everybody in a, in a quick enough you know manner to where you don't get that. And I think that all really does come down to coaching and how prepared your guys are for things like that. You know, like I just feel like as a coach, you got to have them better prepared, better understand of the situation. Obviously you got to know they're going to be loud. You got to have some like, you know, silent packages or some, you know, everything Seriously. like that that comes with it. Right. Yeah. And I just feel like, they kind of just came out there and said, we got Russell Wilson, we're going to wing it, you know, and that's kind of what it felt like. And, and not even use him. Yeah, and it's week one, too, which is the craziest part. You know, if this was week 17 and you got a few injuries and, you know, blah, 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 whatnot, you know, it makes sense. But this is week one. You have months to prepare for this game. You knew that you were playing the Seahawks week one. It was going to be loud. It was going to be crazy. It was going to be, you know, they're going to give it their all. It was going to be their Super Bowl. And you played, like, it was preseason still, you know, so I think they'll get it together, but that was uh pretty ugly to my in my opinion. Yeah, I mean you got you got like five, six months to prepare for this, so it's a big disappointment to say the least. And Se- Seattle's gonna mm-hmm. be one of the worst projected teams. We predicted they would be one of the worst teams in the league. So um yeah, yeah I just didn't like how it ended. Like it just Mm-hmm. It seemed it stupid at the, the time. It seemed stupid at the time. It seemed stupid a day later. It's gonna seem stupid for a very long time. So it's just very concerning to say the least. But it's week one, so you know we tend to overreact to things. Maybe they still end up being Super Bowl champions. I'm not sure, but not a great start. Not a great start for sure. Well, I mean that was just one of the many overreactions that we've heard so far in the week one recap. You know. I think that, you know, for those of you who don't follow the NFL very often or, you know, are new to fantasy football and are trying to keep track of all the storylines, week one is the ultimate week for overreactions. You'll see so many hot takes being flown around. And, you know, it's literally one week of an 18-week season. So try to calm down. Don't cut, you know, essential players that you might need later because if you rage drop, a player. I mean, like, gee, he rage dropped, but it's not like a big <laughs> deal. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, it's like you just have to calm down a little bit because, you know, I looked at some of the overreactions that we had from last year. And, you know, there was the fact that Aaron Rodgers looked washed when he lost 38 to 3 to the Saints or something. Jameis Winston looked like he was going to be a league winner. Um, Tyson Williams was the RB9 on the week. And, um, Najee wasn't even in the top 40. The Titans looked like they were going to get destroyed by Arizona, right? So, you know, all these overreactions happened and, you know, none of it actually was true, right? So you just got to calm down a little bit. But there are some that we picked out here that we do want to talk about because just in case you still are going to overreact, you know, just listen to our words, listen to what we have to say about some of these storylines here. So let's start off with the first one. Here, this one comes from our, you know, analyst Dylan. Um, after he had a three-point or two-point performance from Allen Robinson in our listener league, um, he decried that Matthew Stafford is racist towards Allen Robinson because he is not <laughs> giving him enough touches, and you know that has been a sentiment 
I don't know about the racist part, but you know that has been a sentiment widely around you know fantasy football communities that you know Stafford wasn't targeting Allen Robinson enough. I think that McVeigh knows that. You know the whole team knows that. Everyone knows that. Um, but is this going to continue? Because I think the worry is that Allen Robinson. Yes, look drop good him. Let me pick season. him up. <laughs> he didn't look good last season, so you know we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I just feel like it's a new system, so you got to you know take time to develop that chemistry between a quarterback and a receiver. And you also want to consider that last year when people kind of just see week Cooper Cup week one and week two week three dominate, they just think that it happens magically. It doesn't. You got to practice all summer. You guys remember last summer, we kept talking about they're getting breakfast together. They're going out practicing early to the mornings. <laughs> and, you know, that stuff matters because when you're in the early in the AMs practicing before practice or after practice, you stay longer. Whatever you're doing, you're getting time to practice. This week, this off season, you had just won a Super Bowl. So, you know, practice isn't the first thing on your mind. And then you have your quarterback go through um, elbow surgery. And that took 10 to 12 weeks out of his summer. He wasn't able to practice all summer. And now you're basically throwing him in with very little to none preseason action. And now you're supposed to play the Bills, who won the best defense they've played and have most of their guys returning from last year. So you just put that in all account. And Al Robinson has probably maybe practiced with Matthew Stafford 10 times. There's not going to be any chemistry there. Where when you're Matthew Stafford and you're playing the best team and you're getting already beat pretty bad, you gotta just go to old reliable, which is Cooper Cup. You know where he is. You know where his chemistry is. You know where you know how to get it to him. You don't know about how to get the ball to Allen Robinson. So yeah, was it a side and concern? Yes, but you know, like God said, if you're that concerned, go cut him. Let me get him. <laughs> Straight up. I mean, it's not like I think also Allen Robinson. I'll be honest. I think they were like. I don't think there was a lot of effort coming from his side. I mean, a lot of the plays were, you know, for uh, Cup. So it really didn't matter. Allen Robinson, you could, like, just <laughs> – he was just standing on the sidelines, like, watching um, everyone, like, block for Cup. Yeah, I mean – I think the fact of the matter from. really is um, for the Rams is that, I mean, Matthew Stafford, you know, he's a gunner quarterback, right? You know he's going to be throwing the ball a lot every game. Yeah. He just needs other targets. You can't, you know, Cup is amazing. He was the breakout top wide receiver last year. He, he, you need other receiving threats like Ben Skowanger. Skowanger. Uh, that's why that's, that adds to the racism theory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> you can't just throw to. Tyler Higby, Skoranek, whatever his name is, those can't be your weapons when you have Allen Robinson on your brand. So if you're an Allen Robinson holder, you know, and you want to inject some hope into it, you know, just know that Stafford does need those receiving weapons and Allen Robinson should be more in the picture in the next coming weeks. Let's just chalk it up what it is, okay? Let's be real. Allen Robinson washed. Everyone drop him, please. Drop him. <laughs> I don't know. Washed. Oh, Dylan has Allen Robinson. I'll take him too, sure, yeah. 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 Oh, Dylan has a. Never mind. You can keep him, Dylan. I, I wouldn't want to do that to you. But everyone else, you can drop him. He's listening. All <laughs> right. Speaking of another Robinson, um, here's another overreaction. Brian Robinson got shot twice and still had a better week one than Cam Akers, who had three attempts for zero yards, essentially. Uh, another huge disappointment on Thursday night from a Rams player. This one might be even more concerning. I, I kind of highlighted the concerns in the preseason about Cam Akers. You know, he, he's coming off an Achilles tear. He didn't look great in the last 
few games that we saw from him in the playoffs, he, I think he had fumbles back in the Bucks game. But, you know, regardless of that, he just didn't look like the same guy. And it seems like the Rams have been limiting him. Daryl Henderson outsnapped him by a lot. And, you know, not a good look for Cam Akers owners who probably drafted him in the fourth or fifth round. I mean, again, I don't think you can hold, like, you can't drop him because it's too early. But I would not start him. I think until we get a bigger picture, right? I really think it's still an attitude thing, just like um Ayuk is. You know, you gotta kind of like Cam Akers really. He thinks too highly of himself because he was picked so high, and you know, just because he like you have RB one status doesn't mean that you have like people behind you trying for your like he's not even blocking out there, dude. Seriously, I think so, that. So I mean, if if he's gonna like act like a diva, play like a diva. I think the bigger concern for me is that Acres, like the Rams are just not a good running unit right now. Like They never are. The, yeah, they weren't good last year. And you could attribute that to no girly. But there's also the fact that, you know, the offensive line was just not that good. And we saw it last uh, week. You know, they don't have Andrew Whitworth anymore. They, he retired. So their left tackle was gone. So you got a new guy out there. Noteboom, he played last year, but... You know, now he's taking on the big task of being the blindside protector. And, you know, yeah. he, he struggled a little bit. Obviously, against Vaughn Miller, everyone's going to struggle. But, you know, it's just not a good look. And Brian Allen, the center, he already wasn't that good to begin with. You know, the interior has not been great for the Rams for a while. But now he's out for a couple weeks. You know, I would be very, very cautious about starting any Rams, you know, running back because I think what is going to happen is that when they haven't been able to run like successfully they just pass it they just pass it a lot and then we kind of saw it there like I don't know how many you know attempts that they had in the end I think Daryl Henderson had like I want to say double digit carries but I'm not sure but you know I don't think they passed a lot and I think they're just going to do what they did last year they're going to run the ball because they don't they don't have the ability to run it block yeah he had 13 by the way so he had 13 so they pretty good they ran at like 16 times conservatively so if you're gonna have split carries then the best you're looking at is maybe 10 8 to 10 carries for acres and you know that's not what you want to see but let's not overreact here buffalo bills are definitely the number one team in the league that's an overreaction so, <laughs> no it is not dude chill out hey we don't know yet they didn't I'm blitz once and they still got was it like seven sacks? I forgot how many sacks they got. Yeah, but again, the Rams' offensive line is not that good. So Okay, well, we can attribute we'll both of those things to it. That's me in the middle. All right. It was like both contributed. Okay, let's talk about something on the other side here. Saquon Barkley is officially back. 18 attempts for 164 yards, one touchdown, six receptions for 30 yards, and a two-point conversion. That's like a 33-point week, I think, in fantasy football right there. Beast. For yeah, yeah. Sheesh. An absolute beast. I was trying to put you guys on at the beginning. but Yeah, my was- thing is I don't want to be the overreaction guy, so I'm going to say I'm, this is – a overreaction i don't want you he is back he is talent wise and physically seems like this is the best he's been since his injury he's literally back but, but. <laughs> yeah right but, that's it <laughs> but like at the same time i don't want to be a pessimistic hater but like 
the way he plays and the way his body is just just like he could have four straight weeks of just amazing football which is most likely gonna happen and and, you know if while he's in there he's gonna be great but i just can't trust him long term and i will continue on that boat i'm just how that is but it was against the the titans the titans are already telling fraudulent before the season started dude they were rated number one against the oh no 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 they weren't they weren't rated number one but they were very good against but yeah they're very good like Come on now, you gotta give it to them. I mean, I'm giving it to them. They, they, they were really good last year at the run, and this year they got shredded. That is the fact. And Saquon played great, but that doesn't make him any less much of a question mark going forward. Like I said, if he's on the field and you have him, obviously start him, play him, you'll be happy. But it's an emotional roller coaster because it just has the highest highs and it will have the highest lows because. You could just be thinking about the high you had, and you're never gonna get it the rest of the season because he again got hurt or something. Whoa, chill! Don't say don't say the H word, bro. That's not for running backs. Not yeah. for my boy. Well, but that's we'll the only thing. Yeah, as long as he's playing, he is back. <laughs> but literally back, like on the field, back. But is he playing well? I think so, dude. He's amazing. It's against the Titans again. Dude, and it's like they don't even impressive have, performance. Their, their 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 line isn't any better than last year. No, it is. It's gotten better, yeah, bro. It's gotten better. Oh, they got on. Evan Neal. Who, who did they it? add? Yeah, they got Evan Neal. Oh, okay. A first, a fifth round pick or fifth pick in the draft fifth overall. Yeah. What's? Oh, he's still a rookie. So I mean, it's not like you're gonna be Andrew like... Thomas got better. He did got I mean, better. I it's questionable. Just... No, it's... he did. Look, they only. They only uh, drafted a new guy, and some of them got more experience. But that's about it. Okay, it's that still team, questionable. That seems like a Either lot. way. No, it's not. So, would you, Evan so is would a you, rookie. Would, it's a rookie. So, would, Gav, let me ask you a question. It sounds like you're buying him and I'm selling him, right? So would yes. you trade that's Would you trade say. for yes. Saquon right now? I w- knowing that this is going to be most likely his all-time high peak and value you know what i mean like 18 what is it, 18 rushes for 164 he's almost averaging 10 a carry like, i would tra- that's insane I, I would trade you nick chubb for saquon well i would reject that <laughs> i would reject that yeah i'd ask for another player in return i would i would for- trade nick chubb and i don't know bro J- J- juju I would okay, say like, would a, high, that, then like a high riser, just like, you know, someone also who... Shut up, man. It's between me and G. He said yes. All right. Wait, I'd say <laughs> I'd say like Nick Chubb, AJ Brown, and, you know, you'd give me Saquon and then like a lower tier wide receiver. Oh, like, no, that's know. too much at stake for... No, I'm like just Saquon, to like... um, Mike Williams, right? Someone who underperformed. Yeah, okay. But, you know... I don't know. I wouldn't. I would mm-hmm. hold on Saquon. I mean, it seems like he could be a league winner right now. But you know, Brian, any thoughts? I had Saquon in another league too. And on, oh, honestly, oh, really? I was hesitant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> I I was hesitant you. to draft him too because of just the injuries he's had, the high ankle sprains, the ACL, and we've seen so many great running backs. You know, you have a couple big injuries and you're just like done with production. So. I would say I'm pleasantly surprised with this first game, you know, right off the gate. You know, he's looking amazing, scoring 30 points. Um, so definitely hyped up for him. Hopefully Saquon is fully healthy, remains still the rest of the season. And if he does, if he is healthy the rest of the season, he definitely could put up crazy numbers. Can you guys stop um, saying the H word? Of course he's going to be healthy. <laughs> no, no, okay, no, no, let's talk about matchups. Jesus. 
It's got to believe. Okay, let's go with this last overreaction here. This one I'm kind of freaking out about here. Javante and Melvin Gordon, man, they are <laughs> still splitting carries, but this time I paid a second-round pick for Javante Williams in our listener league, but Melvin Gordon outcarried him 12-7. to Luckily, Javante had 11 receptions, which is great for him, but you look at the snap count, it's practically even at this point. So, you know, I, I didn't want no timeshare. I wasn't paying for a timeshare at running back with the second <laughs> with my second round pick. So someone calm me down here. Oh uh, no, dude, I it's mean, over for you. You gotta look at the eleven receptions. Yeah, I mean and the fumble PPR, at the that's great. Line. Easy receptions. I uh, yeah easy money. But I mean, is that always gonna be sustainable? That's the thing. Like it looked like he that was, was part yeah, of the okay. game plan. I would say in PPR it is. Mm. I wanna say I wanna say that he had a stellar uh yards per carry. Mm-hmm. I know it's not a attractive stat, but he did average six yards a carry. So that's a great sign that when he was getting the ball, he was effective with it. I mean did have a fumble at the one yard line, so that's not pretty. But usually when that happens the other running back doesn't also have a running fumble at the one yard line. Yeah. So there's no one else to go to. So both the running backs already fumbled at the one. They're basically at the same pace they were before the fumbles at the one yard line, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like you should look at it like it was a ugly matchup and he still found a way to be productive. I feel like that's what I get out of it as I have him in multiple other leagues is that, yeah, he didn't play the greatest for me, but even though he had it in his right sort of mid game, if you look at it non-fantasy wise um, and it was just kind of dumped dump offs, but those are the type of games where you still want to be, say, be able to say he was still productive for me. So if you consider this his like floor, like, I feel like just number-wise and outlook-wise, like it can only get better from fumbling at the one-yard line and getting out-touched and out-carried, like or not out-touched but out-carried, like it's only gonna get better from here. That's my not overreaction. Hear me out, Matt. Here's why you should have hope in Javante Williams. So, Denver's Broncos coach Nathaniel Hackett, right? Yeah. He was the offensive coordinator for the Packers and. Look at the Packers, right? You had A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones become premier pass-catching backs from there. Therefore, mathematically, now that Hackett's on the Broncos, Javante Williams is going to be the next Aaron Jones. Not maybe. It's a transitive property. So you're saying yeah. he's going to lose his job to A.J. Dillon? <laughs> Melvin Gordon? Uh, yeah, Melvin Gordon. Give it a year. Give it a year. Give it a year or two. <laughs> um, so for this current year, you're probably good with Javante basically being Aaron Jones, but we'll see. I ho- I'm hoping that he's an A.J. Dillon, but yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping he's more A.J. Dillon because it, whatever, I'll take it. I'll take either one of them. That does assuage my concerns, honestly, though. Um, I forgot Nathaniel Hackett did have two premier backs. Um, I just hope that the issues more were more Lafleur's than Nathaniel Hackett. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Because it seemed like at the one-yard line, at least they were trying to run the ball in. I remember back in Green Bay, they just threw it to Adams instead. And that always pissed me off as an Aaron Jones owner. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But, you know, if you guys have any other overreactions, I feel like we covered the big ones here. But if you do, just tweet at us and we'll we'll calm you down a little bit. Or we'll completely side with the overreaction. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to see. Depends on what you're overreacting to. Okay. Let's go to our starts and sits. Man, it's been a long time since we've done these. Like, I know, jeez. 
We're going to mix it up a little bit this time. We're not going to try to force any starts and sits. It's week two. We get it. We don't know everything. And when we only have one week of data, we really don't know anything. Like, I think, you know, the Panthers and the Browns game, I think the Panthers gave up like 162 yards or something like to the Browns. But, you know, that was with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. So how do we know that if it's the Panthers run defense that sucks? Possible. Or, you know, the Browns are really good at running the ball, which they are. So, you know, we can't really rely on the data here. We're kind of going, you know, with a mix of our gut feeling, the matchup that we see. Um, I'm integrating a little bit of the betting odds. I'm looking at the Vegas odds right now, and I'm trying to see if that gives me a little bit of edge. They always say Vegas knows something. So at least for these early uh, weeks, I'm going to try to use that a little bit more. But, you know... Our steadfast rule is, you know, we don't want to put an obvious one in there. So we're not going to tell you to, like, start Josh Allen and sit, you know, Alamedis, Zacchaeus, or whatever, right? So we're going to try to give you the best advice that we can when you're dealing with those 50-50 decisions here. So we're going to start it off here with quarterback. I'll go first here. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan versus the Jaguars. I'm going to trust in my fellow Matt here. And to try to break the curse of the Jaguars that apparently they have on the Colts. We weren't aware of this until last January. But either way, Matt Ryan, you know, I'm not going to say he looked phenomenal against the Texans. You know, he really should have won that game. I don't know how the Colts tied at the end of that because I really had high hopes for them. But, you know, divisional opponents, it gets a little wacky sometimes. Still early, dude. Yeah, you don't know what's going on. So... Matt Ryan, he's in a new offense too. Like, he's on a new team. Maybe he's trying to get it together. But I was encouraged by the fact that they were down by 17. And Matt Ryan, instead of, you know, playing the usual role as the choker of that lead, he actually came back to tie it and then just force a tie instead of going, you know, to lose the game. So I wow, think. Wow, so impressive. <laughs> Very good. Round of applause. Hey. Couldn't tell me you you'll had take an MVP it. Before. You will take it. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, you know, I like him as a good streaming option against the Jaguars. It's in Jacksonville, so it is a little bit worrisome given the history. But I think that they are dead set after hearing the narratives for the last, you know, I guess uh, eight months that they want to turn things around. And the Jaguars, they looked goodish against the Commanders, but they're nothing to, you know, be scared about right now. So. I'd try to take Matt Ryan versus the Jaguars. I think they're going to try to have a bounce back game, win this one handily. I mean, that's a good pick. Feels like it's a, a standard pick. But mine is kind of, my, my pick is kind of too. I have Derek Carr versus the Cardinals. And I mean, I know Derek Carr did throw like uh, three picks. Yeah, piss me off. Right. But, you know, that's against the Chargers. And I think Chargers have like one of the best, like top five defenses in the league this year in the league this year so i mean he stood through for almost 300 yards against one like one of the toughest um defense in the league and so the cardinals just gave mahomes a field day last week for i mean like five touchdowns 360 yards i mean like i know i'm not going to compare Derek carr to mahomes but if the opportunity is there and i you know like Devonte adams their chemistry looks pretty tight i mean dude that's a great – I would take a gamble on him, on Derek Carr this week because there's so much opportunity. 
The mm, Cardinals they just, suck. They just That's a big five touchdowns too. to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes yeah. is Patrick Mahomes, but he doesn't always throw five touchdowns. No, he doesn't. Yeah, that's a good pick, though. I mean, you're just playing the matchup there, and I like that. Um, I'm just going to say a random name that I have only heart and no opinion in, Trevor Lawrence. That's it. Okay. On the next Trevor Lawrence. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am riding the Kirk Cousins train now. I mean, next. of course, no, it's an anomaly <laughs> with how much was scored <laughs> on Justin Jefferson's part, but, I mean, just the amount of volume that he can pass out was this level of was these offensive uh talent that he has now there you know that connection with Jefferson will be critical and i think you know cousins will always be good for that 250 yards two touchdowns maybe another one if he's really lucky so he should be consistent all right okay let's go to antonio gibson versus detroit here as my running back start of the week um people were down on gibby and that's you know that's fair to say Gibby. but Gibby. you know one shot player later and he's scoring 20 points in week one so you know you gotta start him because he is still technically the running back one for now with the washington commanders and the detroit lions just gave up what like three or four rushing touchdowns versus the philadelphia eagles so i like the odds of gibson at least scoring once and you know, I think that this could be a game where both teams are not very good. And when they both teams aren't good, that means a lot of points can either be scored or no points will be scored. And I don't think either defense is good enough where no points are going to be scored. So I like the odds of Gibson, you know, doing well. And I think, you know, I think that he'll score at least one touchdown versus the Lions next week. I always believed in a a Gib, dude. I had him last year. Sad to say that um, he, he just didn't pan out. This year he's going to be great. Pick him up, guys. Trade for him. Do whatever you can because he's back, baby. <laughs> and then Brian Robinson's um, going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I'd be, so, I'd be like, sorry. And again, I'm sorry for this next pick. I'll be honest with you. It's not one that I 100% trust, but I, I kind of bias towards him. It's crazy. Yeah, kind of ha- No. I mean, he's a waiver wire pickup, I think. You, I, you can target him because I think – let me just get to the pick. It's Rex Burkhead, okay? I, I think he had like 75% of the targets for like the running back core, which is bad for Damian Pierce owners. Everyone was so high. I think he was going in like the fifth round, sixth round, which I is saw a him in the heavy third. overpay. I saw in him the in third. the third. Rid- See, in the third. So, you, so, I mean, Rex Burkhead is going – he's still on the waivers, like, and he had like – he had like 40, I forgot how many, he had like 40, he had the most carries out of the entire running back core, and he had like a couple, couple receptions, dude, so he's kind of like a, a P, like a PPR monster, I would say. Um, it's not good against the Broncos, I'll say, but I mean, if like you, you have the Seahawks, you have like Rashad Penny running all over them, you know, I feel like you could also play this, uh, play this, uh, this matchup. And because Rex Burkhead is on the waiver wires, and uh, he's uh, he's got he's got a lot of confidence in the um, Houston offense. Yeah, he had 14 attempts for 40 yards and five receptions. So it's not pretty, but if he's getting the opportunity, and you're really desperate, you got an Elijah Mitchell out already, or you know, you're facing a tough matchup with another back. I think that you could take the risk on Rex Burkhead. He's you on have Najee. <laughs> Well, I think Najee's going to play, but we'll see. 
Okay. This is crazy, man. This is disrespectful. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I had to do it to you. It's not okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Jesus. Okay, I get no, it. No. Dude. No, it's okay. We're just going <laughs> to drop 100 on you guys this week, and then we'll see who's watching. <laughs> You're going to do 100 uh, total purpose yards. I got you. Cool. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What do you got, Brian? I got Daryl Henderson this week. I know, I think Matt said earlier, don't start him. But <laughs> the matchup is pretty good this week. Uh, Rams, I think, are against uh, the Falcons. And then, you know, Henderson looks to be now the, well, I, I would hesitate the unquestioned designation. <laughs> but he should be the running back one now with Cam Akers doing who knows what. So you got an RB1. You got a good matchup. I think, you know, Henderson could do well this week. Play the odds. All right. I mean, you yeah, got to ride like the hot that hand. Pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to get a good week out of Henderson, it's going to be the next few weeks before Akers gets the backfield again, if you were to. Never. Yeah. Last year, he was very viable, I'll be honest with you. I had him as like a flex, and dude was scoring mad touchdowns. Even though it wasn't like pretty, all his efficiency was coming from touchdowns, it's still I, points. I'm hoping he stays the RB1 because I got him in the last round, and I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, piss off. No, it's the Henderson. That's a great running back pick. So I'll start us. I'll start us off with our net first wide receiver. Uh, I'm liking Josh Palmer against Kansas City, and this was mostly a play because obviously I just can't tell you to start Mike Will against the Chiefs. That's kind of easy, and I feel like uh, Josh Palmer is more available on your waiver wires. Obviously, I think it was DeAndre Carter mm-hmm. who had a two touchdowns if i'm not mistaken right you yeah. had two touchdowns and that's pretty crazy because random yeah it's just very random and i just feel like he's bound to have another great week i mean no keenan allen coming up this week so i'm just assuming that the passing load is going a lot out more and if you just take the regression expected for deandre carter it's like, who the fuck is he? And now you got your main focus. If you're the Chiefs, your main focus is just to stop Mike Williams. And now it kind of leaves uh, Josh Palmer as an outlier there. And I feel like he could have a big game. Yeah, I mean, do you think DeAndre Carter is basically the Sammy Watkins uh, of you know week one? There's always one player. We used to call him the Sammy Watkins, but now he's not. You know, he didn't play well this last week. But Sammy Watkins always used to go off in week one. Every fantasy football person who was new added him. And then, you know, he literally did nothing for the rest of the year. So that's like, do not, like, it's basically the Sammy Watkins Award. Don't waste your waiver wire pick on a guy that literally, like, just outperforms, you know, what's expected of him. Because that doesn't always mean that he's going to continue it. True. Speaking of which, I would have thought the same thing of like Gabe Davis, right? He had like one game in the playoffs, I think, last year where he went off and then he had a lot of hype coming to this season. But at least in the first game, he lived up to the hype around him. You know, he did, he was the clear wide receiver two on that high scoring uh, Broncos team. So I think he could Bills. be. Oh, shoot, Bills, of course. B word. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> Gabe Davis, he could do pretty well moving forward, you know, just given that, you know, at least some of the hype has turned out to be legit. So we'll see how high he can go. I'm telling you, the Bills looking scary, bro. My Super Bowl pick might be, well, at least the matchup will be there. 
Yeah, um, see about that. I'm going straight disrespectful. Sorry, Bears fans. You start any Packer wide receiver. <laughs> Come on now. You already know the meme. Rodgers owns you guys. Okay. Don't even cap, bro. But if I had to choose a wide receiver to like really aim for, I don't know if anyone else, like, I don't know if he's on the waiver wires. I know I picked up Romeo Dobbs um, on, I think in our, uh, in our podcast league. Either one. I was definitely looking for him, and I know, um, I think uh, Romeo Dobbs had like the most targets last week for um, for uh, the the Packers. So that's always a good sign. You always want the uh, number one wide receiver um, on a Aaron Rodgers led offense. You know this, and it's against the Bears. Can you ask for a better matchup? And can you can anything align better? I don't know. Him being yeah. on waivers. What if they drop? Able, like, what the, if they drop the, the pay, pass? You could be matched up with the Patriots. <laughs> well, <laughs> nothing. No comment. You're not concerned at all that you know. Apparently, his wide receivers can't catch a wide open pass down the middle of the field. No, no, no. That he that it was that other white wide receiver. I forgot Christian Watson. Yeah, he lost his chance. Romeo Dobbs was elite. Um, it looked like I think I think, I think it's Aaron just Rogers a good year to. I think it's just a good year to avoid anybody with the last name of Watson, so... Yeah. Right. <laughs> not not wrong, dude. No, no, but seriously, though, Romeo Romeo Dobbs is a... I see him on the on the up and up. You might pick him up and start him as your, like, flex going into wide receiver two, honestly. Wow, that's high praise. Yeah, that's no, a, seriously, dude. A, the guy's a, hard a beast. That's a hard... That's a... It's a hot take. Let's it's see if it pans out. It is a hot take. But against the Bears, you have to start. Packers offense. Okay, let's know. move yeah, to our so. tight ends. Um, you know, we got two big ones. We got one in the same matchup as, you know, Gav just said. It seems like, G, you and Gav are on the same wavelength, at least for this yes, game. Yes, you have to. Well, well, I, well let, let's save that for I'll just pa- put mine out there, honestly. <laughs> it's savage, dude. Taysom Hill still, like, Ah, I was gonna uh, say Taysom he's both, Hill. Yeah, he's <laughs> taking he's taking touchdowns out of that like trash offense. I'll be honest with you. And you can play he's him right. at tight end, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he's a tight end right now, so he's Isn't like he running into tight end that's now. Fine. He's officially a tight end, so that's why yeah. you have to pick him up. And no one picked him up. He's still on the waiver wires. I guarantee you, in any league that you play, hey, shut up. Who shut thought, up, Gav. He's got like two. Well, you know who I'm picking this week. Sorry, guys. Damn it. Um, but on a, on a. It's just his utility as a tight end. You you, you know it's it's the scarcest um, position in fantasy. So anyone who has that high utility, even if it's like mm. touchdown dependent, oh, that you still gotta pick me him off. Up. You have the first waiver priority in our league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So my boy is going off the board. Uh, <laughs> God damn! I need someone because yeah, Colcom a... at zero. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good pick. Let me give you let me give you guys a tight end that uh, is actually going to have a great week too. That's actually still available to uh, his name is Robert Tenyon. He had a uh, five targets, four catches, forty yards, no no touchdown, just ten fantasy points, just something light for Big Bob. And you know, um, <laughs> I think that's just what he does. Like he's just he's just reliable. He's Aaron Rodgers is uh, one of his favorite targets and terms of like actual people that he likes and you know hangs out with and all that fun. yeah they, they like each other a lot and i feel like that plays into who aaron Rodgers gets the touches most to 
And you got to consider that they're playing the Bears. Like Gav said earlier, they're probably going to shit all over them. And I just feel like Robert Tunyon, if you could put up five catches for with for if you could put up four catches with 40 yards and a touchdown, um, which is the only big difference between his week this week and the one I'm projecting for him, is I think he'll get in the end zone and that put him around 14, 15 points, and that is a very, very successful season or week for Robert Tunyon. It doesn't hurt that Robert Tunyon was on the team last year and uh, <laughs> Rogers was already complaining about his rookies. His young guns, it's it's looking rough for Tanya. my wide receivers, but yeah. at least Tunyon is. Yeah, he tore his ACL last year, right? Or... He tore his ACL, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is looking for some a security blanket. But he was yeah, the, like I mean, tight end for the year before that, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a weird one. That was a weird year. Yeah, for me, Matt, I feel your pain. I also got Cole Komet. <laughs> I bought into the Cole Komet hype, which he could still definitely be good. Listen um, to the podcast too much. The first week was <laughs> the first week was just not great for anyone in that Niners Bears game. But no, nope. I'm going with Pat Farmus for my tight end pick. He might hopefully he Boost. might not be available up in the, on the waiver wire still, but he had a great week for the Steelers. You know, he had the most yards uh, for that young Steelers team. Um, he has a pretty good matchup, or I don't actually know. Maybe might have to ask our resident Patriot expert here. But oh no, nah, bro, we getting Patriots. toasted. <laughs> Perfect. Then, if you're the Farmers owner, um, and of course with Snaji Harris, you know he could be out a little bit too. So you need that little bit of more offense there, and they could definitely pass the Farmers. Like if he didn't score a touchdown this week, still at around ten points. So if he's Post, puts up a similar stat line, throws in a tutty in there. You know, you're also looking at like you know, 15, 16 points again. Wow, that's actually really good for a tight end, honestly. I feel like you either have to get yards as a tight end or at least one touchdown, because if you just if you get nothing, like that's the Hunter Henry line right there. Like Hunter Henry is either <laughs> like you get a touchdown or you literally get zero. So you know, you want to get if you can find a yardage tight end at this point in the graveyard, like that'd be amazing. I had Hunter Henry in the listeners league and he did not. No, I had Hunter Henry in our listener league. I remember I had Hunter Henry in that league. (laughs) What an egg. Were you watching the Patriot game? Because I did not care to. I was like, I don't want to watch my boy get murdered. I I don't watch the Patriots if I try. (laughs) (laughs) Why would I want a nap in the middle of the week? Oh, well, I don't know. You got to take a, you you gotta have a break in between game. Oh my gosh. No, I was watching the soggy Niners game. Okay. Oh, well, makes sense. Let's move on to our sits here. I got a controversial sit at quarterback, but you know, it wouldn't be a sit if it wasn't controversial. It is Lamar Jackson versus the Miami Dolphins here. And I know what you're thinking. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But, you know, let's look at last year's game. He sucked last year's game. They basically rushed cover zero against him all game long, and the Ravens didn't adjust at all. And I know what you're thinking. That was last year. This is this year. Lamar needs a contract, and he wants it fully guaranteed. So he's not going to look like a dud again against the same Dolphins. Well, first of all, it is not the same Dolphins. This is the Mike McDaniels era now. And I really liked, you know, what I took away the most from the Dolphins-Patriots game, other than, you know, Patriots scored like seven points, I think. Is yeah, that a touchdown. It's that... The Dolphins' defense looked great. It really did. And I was kind of, you know, they got, you know, great players out there. You know, they got Xavier Howard, I think, on the boundaries. And 
um, I think that they're coached honestly by the same personnel. I think as like last year, I think Mike McDaniel yeah. kept the same defensive coordinator. So I think you know this could be actually a very sneaky um, unit to target. Honestly, no, dude, in did you the waivers see? As well. Did you see two was? Oh, you're talking about the defense. Never yeah, mind. the okay, defense. Sorry. Yeah, so like, you know, they made Mac look like a fool out there. I mean, that's not hard, but I think that they are able to kind of neutralize Why? him to the point <laughs> where. You know, he's not going to put up a QB1 stat line. And if you are pivoting at this point, you're looking at a Kirk Cousins, you're looking at one of our starts of the week, maybe you kind of think to that point, you know, maybe I should sit Lamar. Maybe I should. But, you know, I'm just saying, don't expect too much from him. Like, like if you you need a higher, like higher ceiling player, like, and you're debating, like, if you're still starting Lamar, you still need, like, a higher, like, score line. Don't bet on Lamar to get that. So then you have to put in a higher, you know, ceiling player to compensate for what Lamar may lack. So you could still start him, but I'm just saying don't expect too many points from him and then expect it from the rest of your lineup. That's how you make decisions. It's not just a one-on-one basis here. So you think you have a controversial pick? Oh, I know. Um, You can never not be more controversial than, you know, (laughs) I can't. I always am controversy, bro. Luckily, I'm not a politician. But um, uh, uh, my pick, I'm saying that Mahomes is a, <sighs> okay, he's a sit. Let's just, I'll just go all in. Okay. He's a all sit right. against the Chargers. Okay. Boat gang, baby. Shout out to Jamar. I just think that, you know, the Chargers defense is, it's top class. I, I said top five earlier in the podcast. These guys might be one of the top. Three, <laughs> I'm <laughs> top three defenses. That 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 front line is is kind of scary, dude. Khalil Mack, you got Kyle Van Noy. I know that's kind of like who who's that guy? He used to yeah, play for the Patriots. Blah blah blah. Bosa, Derwin James, and then your your cornerback. You like, I mean, this is what the Niners wish they were really. Um, mm-hmm. and it's it's Patrick right, Mahomes who the line won't hold up as well. You know, uh, you know the uh, the uh, the Cardinals suck so. You know, they weren't getting to Mahomes like that. But these three, four, yo, they're going to be pressuring Mahomes the entire time. I might – let me give you a stat. Like he's going to throw at least two picks. Oof. He does – he doesn't I'm, do well against the Chargers. Last, I'm, I'm dying on the sword here. No, I, I get I like it. That. I get it, though. Yeah. I like that. Let me tell you about another quarterback that's probably Jesus. a bunch of picks. Why? Um, Why do you guys – Brady. <laughs> That's Brady when he what? plays the New Orleans Brady Fathers <laughs> because they own Tom Brady. That what? is his son. Why do you root? Why are you? Cameron Jordan. And I'm just going to state this. My start for my sits for this whole week are just every Bronco or every Buccaneer. And it's pretty simple for me. Wow. They just seem like they are children playing against the big kids at the park. You know, it just doesn't seem like the. The level is fair there. Mike Evans will probably get himself ejected. Oh, Tom Brady will probably get sacked enough times to where Saint defense will be number one this week. And that's that's all I gotta say. We know what's gonna happen. I mean, that was second. I was gonna either I was choosing between Lamar or Brady, so I was hoping that someone else would bring wow. it up. But I mean we got a lot of top tier quarterbacks. Sean Payne isn't coaching the Saints anymore, it doesn't matter. I don't think that was the issue here. Yeah, it was the issue. He got bounty gate on that boy. 
All right, I think you should fade this entire matchup, honestly, because <laughs> my running back sit of the week is Alvin Kamara versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know what happened. Spicy. I don't know what happened. Kamara did not look good against the Falcons. I don't know if it was the offensive it's line the or Falcons. not. I think I think the I honestly think that the pressure was a lot more than we expected. I don't know if the Saints line sucked or the Falcons defense was, you know, actually good. I'm willing to bet the former here. They don't have Trevor Penning, their first round offensive tackle. And, you know, Kamara I think was dealing with a like groin injury, I think I heard later on. So He's at the know, massage probably too much. Ooh. <laughs> But either way, you know, I think that either way, like if Kamara is hurt and the offensive line is struggling or both or neither, right, let's even disregard all that. Tampa Bay's run defense has been the best in the league for the last two years. They just added, they lost Nod McCong Sue. That's, that's fair. They added Akeem Hicks, the Bears' number one defensive tackle. And he was basically the force as to why the Bears' run defense was so dominant over the last couple of years. And now you add him to an already dominant Tampa Bay squad. Like, I just don't see, you know, any rushing yards happening in that game. The Saints are a good rush defense. The Bucks are a good rush defense. You know, I feel like this entire game is basically just going to be, you know, 3-3. And it's not going to be just fun at all for fantasy owners. So I would really recommend, you know, taking a good hard look at Kamara maybe making him like a flex option because I just don't see it happening here. I think that, you know, they if they want to win this game, they got to shut down the run first and then force Jameis to beat them. Which is, it won't happen. He's he's eating L's. <laughs> um, uh, this week, it's kind of a cherry pick too, bro. This, this is less controversial. I'm, I got to calm down after the Mahomes pick. Um, I'm going Zeke versus the Bengals. I mean... Let's just let's just chalk it up. Uh, Najee was held to twenty three yards. Okay, their run defense is one of the best, if not the best. It was monstrous. Okay, and this is Najee, and I'll give you credit. I'll give credit where credit is due. Najee's beast, and if you can hold up to twenty three, that's pretty wild. Okay, um, and it's Zeke we're talking about here, bro. The fairy of the fairy of the land, dude. Come on now, he hasn't been good since two thousand sixteen. And I know everyone paid a top dollar for Zeke. Sorry to say, you overpaid. Um, you're going to have to fade him. You can start Tony Pollard, but maybe just in PPR. Um, no Zeke this week. I just got Brees Hall this week. You know, Another one of those guys where there's a ton of hype behind him coming <sighs> this season. Fuck. And I think he fumbled early on and they just sat him in favor of michael carter who actually had a really good stat line i think he had like 17 points if you had him in a ppr so i would say i don't think you know breeze he's probably going to be on bench for quite a while maybe he might make a you know rookie year kind of resurgence more in the middle part of the season they might bring him back uh but for now in his early days i think breeze is is done for a little bit oh you're killing michael me carter <laughs> michael carter the pickup it's michael carter season man i i, <laughs> I spent a fifth round pick on breeze hall that's so fucking you see you stupid. overpaid uh, <laughs> and you regretted it i regretted it instantly i was like yeah. i was just like you know maybe the experts know something i don't no i know better than every expert <laughs> you know <laughs> you know no one in the nfl knows anything Imagine trusting experts Uh, for fantasy. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, we'll give you our expert sits of wide receiver here. And I'm going to go with Mike Evans versus the New Orleans Saints. 
Yeah. I think yeah. G already that said that. Game. We pretty no, much covered it. Awesome. So I'm just I'm just gonna say it again. And we've said this on another podcast before because you know we kinda we kinda reuse picks sometimes. Don't tell anyone. But you know, Mike Evans versus the Saints is a storied history in which Mike Evans loses and Marcus Lattimore, Marshawn Lattimore wins. And you know, you could read out the Mike Evans stats versus the Saints, you know. Just go just go to StatMuse. Just or just Google search, you know, Mike Evans versus the Saints, right? And you'll see basically a very sad and tragic history where he does not get anything. He's gotten like two touchdowns. Wait, let's see. He's gotten like but yeah. Michael Evans Mike Evans has forty eight catches for seven hundred thirty yards and has scored five touchdowns in fifteen games versus the Saints. Five touchdowns fifteen games, right? So you know, he does not do well against Marshawn Lattimore. He does pretty poorly, actually. There are multiple pictures on Twitter of Marshawn Lattimore being Mike Evans' literal father, right? <laughs> so, you know, you just so funny. take the history here. And if you've ever owned Mike Evans, I own him this year in our listener league, you kind of also know that Mike Evans is kind of boomer bust sometimes. And he had a boom week last week, which means all the factors are in favor in our superficial, <laughs> you know, in our heads right now. So just go and sit Mike Evans. Don't say that because I have Mike Evans in, in the money league, okay? Well, He's going to turn it around this then. season just for me, just for my baby. But uh, my sit of the week, I guess this is, I'll go. It's a, it's a tandem. If Mahomes go, so does his wide receivers, okay? Do not play any wide receiver. I mean, I, I made the mistake of drafting Juju, and that's my bad. Juju. I should have known. He's amazing. But, yeah, you can't play anyone. Again, it's this this Chargers defense is just too elite, dude. They got – I mean, they, they stole – um, JC. what's his name from us, the Patriots? Yeah. Well, he's Jackson. not – I don't oh. know if he's playing, but, yeah. Well, he's not playing, but, you know, just the, the fact, the name alone is carrying that defense. The corner. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the wide receivers for the Chiefs aren't talented whatsoever. You got MVS, Juju, Miko. Yeah. You get a guy named Miko. Nah, fade him. Swear to God, Gav. Every time you sit a chief, last time you sat the Chiefs, I remember they like they just murdered they the off. Raiders. But but this is the this is the Chargers who they have had um horrible history against. So it's true. It's very true. Play the I stats. Have... I'm just gonna go with Metcalf, which <gasps> at this point I think is a cop out. He's I feel like he's on every articles sit for the past like <laughs> half a season at this point already and especially he's going up against the Niners this week Niners defense I'm expecting a bounce back week in more stable <laughs> conditions on the field and I think if anyone even was I don't know who has Metcalf in any of their leagues but I think it was that the Seahawks had Geno Smith at quarterback and they were saying oh at the end of last season there was that Geno Smith Metcalf connection and in that first game I think uh, Metcalf had a fumble. His stat line wasn't too pretty as well. So I, I think once again Metcalf is like he had that big year. I think like what like two years ago now at this point. Uh, but I think he should be a solid sit, especially against the Niners. All right, please don't jinx us. <laughs> That's why I tend yeah, to dude, avoid. I I, <laughs> I hate I hate picking against my team or for my team because it's a little dicey. Metcalf had seven that. catches though, so in PPR, I don't know, dude. I don't know. He had a fumble though. He had a fumble, but fantasy. Yeah. 
seven for thirty six, I think, or something like that. But yeah, he yeah, has seven for thirty six. So that it would have been ten points PPR, but you know he's a butterfingers and yo that 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 fumble was savage, dude. The the Broncos good, were they had like voice, four yeah. guys on him. Yeah. All so. right, let's end this thing. Tight end sits of the week: Cole Komet <laughs> versus the Packers. Cole Komet. God damn. Oh, no. Man, not nah, Cole. Hey, who told me to start? Who told me to <laughs> draft Cole Komet? <laughs> you did. <laughs> you told yourself. I did not. Everyone is so hype on him. God damn. Well, that hurts. I think I listened to you, Matt, and like another podcast also recommend Cole. I did so. not recommend Cole Komet, <laughs> but I did draft him. I think that might have been me. Yes, I know it, it was might have been you. <laughs> oh, no. Either way, um, I'm using a lot of faith here in Cole. It kind of happens when you put up a zero against the Niners. Obviously, it's in rainy conditions. Obviously, the rain and the field look like a marsh. And like literally at the end of the game, it I could not see the field because it was that bad. And you know they got the best high-def cameras there. And if they can't see the field, I don't think any of the players could see the field. You know, it was bad. Versus the Packers, though. The Packers are a good defensive unit. Sometimes I guess because they didn't look no, like they, it against the Vikings, but they you know, are against the Bears. <laughs> the encouraging thing to look at here is that the Packers at least shut down the tight end position. Yes, I know it's Irv Smith Jr., but it's not like Cole Komet has really shown to be more talented than Irv Smith at this point. They are pretty much the same, in my opinion, until Cole Komet scores a point. So you know, I'm gonna fade Cole, and you know if he scores a couple points. Maybe even a touchdown. That'd be really great. I'll be happy. But am I relying on it? Am I depending on it? No. I'm looking for any tight end right now I can find on the waiver wire. And that's just me. Man. Okay, I'll be honest with you. This is where I fall off on the on the picks. It's still controversial. For the price that you paid for him, I'm sitting Dawson Knox versus the Titans. And, you know, I really, I really don't have any good reason for it. I mean, we're just trying to, just trying to fill it up. Like, I guess this is still a good Titans offense. Blah 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 blah. This, you know, they were telling me how they were underrated. They're coached very well. Sure, sure. Okay, I believe you. Dawson Knox is a sit, just because of how we lead the Titans defenses. I'd be actually more concerned because of the Bills wide receivers. It doesn't look like it just like, eats too much. Yeah, they got like four. They got McKinsey out there, and they got um, they got another guy too. Um, other than Davis and Diggs, but they were, they were like throwing a lot to them, and I think Knox only got like two targets, so that was two the targets. concerning yeah. thing to me. I think, I think I you're talking about Crowder, Crowder, right? Yeah, Crowder. Yeah, Crowder, yeah, Crowder McKinsey. Yeah, there you more go. More reception. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah, my my sit this week is Kittle because he's hurt, and he's probably not going to play. Oh, is he still hurt? Oh, my God. Thank you for letting me know. Oh Rude, but understandable. <laughs> From. For my pick, it also was a bit interesting. Najoku here is going up against the Jets. And honestly, the point is, Najoku hasn't been relevant. Like, every year I feel like you say, oh, this is the year for Najoku. It's going to be great. He hasn't been relevant for six years easily. <laughs> but I did hear some hype at the beginning of the season where it was like, oh, Najoku, he could be a sleeper. And it could be, fault. you know, the listeners, he could be thinking, oh, maybe Najoku is a sleeper pick this week. But, but um, he's going up against the Jets, who actually... I think they did a respectable job against Mark Andrews. They held him to like 50 yards and zero touchdowns. Um, and then 
bigger thing is for Njoku is that he was out-targeted by one target, mind you, but he was beaten by Harrison Bryant. So it's not just that it's not just that Brissett wasn't uh, Brissett was passing to all the wide receivers and not the tight ends. He did, and then Njoku was the second priority then. So a lot of red flags around David Njoku this time. That makes sense. You know, be sure to tweet at us to you know see if we have any other questions for us. You know, these starts and sits can be hard. You probably don't own all of these players, or maybe none of these players. So you know. You got to tweet at us and kind of, Get them all. yeah, ask these questions. Like, we're going to answer some questions right now from you guys. And, you know, we're going to try to figure out some of these lineup decisions for you. So let's start with the first I one. I want to help our fans. <laughs> well, we don't have to help the listeners, the listeners in the listener league, but we'll help out everyone else. You lose that right when you join the league. Yep. Okay. That's our competitive advantage. Yeah. Half point PPR, Jalen Waddle or Cortland Sutton? That's oh. a hard one. Uh, I'm I would go, man. I say Waddle. Who are the Broncos going against this week? They go against the Texans. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Sutton. I'm going Sutton too. Okay, I switched my point. Sutton, just <laughs> so, just because he, because he, because he's he's on my team, so I want him to do good. But I like that. Yeah. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Henderson, Sutton, Hollywood Brown, Adam Thielian. So, pick two. Whoa, that was a lot. Let me... I'll go Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Daryl Henderson, Cortland Sutton, Hollywood Brown, and Adam Thielian. Oh, dude, I'm Sutton. Hollywood and, and Sutton. God, I'd <sighs> say that's the safest one. I'd say Clyde is the ceiling. I'd go Clyde and Sutton if you wanted a running back. Who was yeah. the second running back that you said? Henderson. I'd go Henderson and Sutton, just for a safer floor. Hmm. Okay. Let's go half PPR pick two. Mike Williams, Jalen Waddle, Brandon Cooks, Cordero Patterson, Christian Kirk, Kareem Hunt. These are a lot of players. Wow, How do yeah, you get all these easy. players? God. <laughs> Yo, Kareem Hunt did me dirty last week. It was supposed he, he's he vultured all of Nick Chubb's touchdowns. So I'll go um I'll go uh Kareem Hunt. Kareem Kareem uh the Browns play who? They play who? It doesn't matter. Jets, I think. Jets? Okay, yeah, that's fine. It doesn't uh, it wouldn't matter anyway. I think they want to run more. I'll go Kareem as well. Yeah, I think they want to run more because they don't have quarterback really well. So I'd go Jalen Waddle, Kareem Hunt. Oh, you have to pick two? Yeah. Mike Williams, Waddle, oh. Cooks, Patterson, Kirk, and Hunt. Patterson. Hunt and Patterson. Yeah, I'll go Patterson and maybe I'll go, maybe I'll go Patterson and Williams. I'll be different. Mm, all right. Patterson's a nasty pick, dude. I, I didn't think of anything of him, but I'm so geez. glad. I'm so glad I had him. Jeez. He's a beast. I hate it. Okay, last one here. AJ Dillon versus Chicago. Amon Ross St. Brown versus Washington. Standard scoring. Yeah, uh, AJ Dillon. Man. AJ D- you have to go with running backs and standard scoring. Sorry. Yep, I agree. And AJ Dillon looks really good out there. So. And it's the Bears. Yeah. Okay, that's all our questions for today. Be sure to tweet at us, FF Council, with you know, your questions and starts and sits. We'll be here all week to help you out here. And that'll do it for the rest of our show. 
Um, be sure to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music to listen to our podcast. You can find us, honestly, anywhere you get your podcast from. And also drop a follow on our Twitter at Bay Council and our Instagram, you know, sports underscore council. That'll do it for this week's show. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to say? I mean, you guys face yeah, each other, right? fuck the Patriots. <laughs> well, okay, I didn't know we were going uncivil like that. You know what? Fuck the Steelers, bro. You guys are a bunch of bums, dude. You guys are a bunch of divas. Okay, you How are, are we bums, then? You, we you're, have you're, one bum. You, you barely squeaked by, bro. Talk, doink. You got talk doink. to me when you have a you win. Doink, talk you to me doinked when a pole, you have a bro. You doinked a pole. We would never do that. We just lose straight out. Not even like double that. digit points. It does, dude, it's against Miami. You guys wouldn't do this. You'd do the same thing. You guys would put up a dud too. Bro, you have no TJ Watt, okay? He's out. That's your entire team. That means you lost. Listen. All right. All right. Someone someone get this man fucking Bill <laughs> Belichick fucking tits so you can suck on it. Look, look, listen, listen. I- I'll admit it. I'll admit it. You guys suck. Okay, suck it, dude. All Jesus. Right. That was you. Thanks, Patriots guys. all the way. <laughs>